Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. It, it was her birthday. And some of you are going through that too. I know Matthew Kyle, his dad just his dad just had a birthday and his dad's gone on to be with the Lord. So Matthew understands that. And some of you do as well. There's lots of firsts and it's not easy. But the title of today's message is you will live again. You will live again. It's so exciting for me because mom went on to be with the Lord. She didn't get to meet Camila. Camila Barbara. Camila Barbara, her namesake. My little baby niece. Beautiful little thing. And I think she has mom's nose. That's what Jonathan says. But Camila's beautiful and it just ties into this. You will live again. Some of you have felt like, man, when that thing died in my life, it not, maybe not just a person. But it may have been a person for you because we had somebody who lost her mom recently. Somebody who lost her dad. <clears throat> We've lost our mom within the last year. But other things die in your lives, don't they? Sometimes you had a dream or a vision and it died. It just, it sputtered and it died. It ran out of gas and you said, man, there's no way. There's no way it's dead. But there's hope this morning. I want to tell you that there is hope this morning. Every time I read through this text in the past week and a half, it's like I would cry over it. I don't even know why. I just said, man, this is powerful. I've never preached this story before that I recall in my life. And I've been preaching for over 19 years now. And I don't remember preaching this story ever. So let's go to Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 1. You will live again. And let's read through this text today. And I believe God is going to minister to you. There is life in this house. There's hope in this house. There's a future. There's encouragement. There's inspiration in God's word. Don't give up hope today. Some of you, who knows what you've been through in the past year, five years, past six months. I don't know exactly, unless you've shared it with me. But I know that God has a purpose. He has a plan. He has a promise. And he is present. God has a purpose. He has a plan. He has a promise. And he is present in your life. He's the God of right now. You say, man, I can look back and God did all these things in my life back then. Praise God. And you say, man, what about the future when I get to heaven? Yeah, but somebody said, a preacher much more gifted than I years ago said, but I need it now. I need it here. I need it now. And Scripture says God is the God who hears. He's the God. He's a present help in trouble. Let's go to Ezekiel 37, verse 1. And this is the prophet Ezekiel talking and journaling here. He's writing down what happened to him in the Spirit with God. And this is powerful. This, this story has more than one meaning. It's talking about the people of Israel and their nation, but it's also talking about you and me and how you will live again. The Lord took hold of me. And I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. How many of you know when you see bones, it's over, right? Whatever that was, if it was an animal, a human, whatever, the bones, it's over. Sometimes you see the ruins of buildings, and that's their bones after a bombing or after a war or after just entropy. They've been left there to rust and corrode, and the buildings fall down. And have you guys been to State Line? There's a building next to the gas station on your right-hand side when you're entering into Texas, right before you enter into Texas, and it's finally collapsed. I don't know if it used to be an old bar. I don't know what it used to be. Nobody's taking care of it, but it fell down. It's just bones now. They may have cleared it out by now. But how many of you know when it's collapsed and it's just bones, you say it's done. It's over. 
There's no hope. The Spirit of the Lord took, took Ezekiel to a valley filled with bones. Let's keep going. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. God's letting him have a look-see. God's saying, look at all this. Look, he's leading him. Say, man, look, look. Look at the destruction here. There's just bones here. And I bet he's going, why am I here? They were scattered, what? Everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. They weren't even fresh bones. It was over. It was over. Then he asked me, God is so powerful when he asks questions. Sometimes it freaks people out. It probably irritates them. God already knows the answers, but he likes to ask and see where you are and see what you think and how you believe and see where you are with him. Jesus asked lots of questions and it got him into trouble. He asked me, son of man, can these bones become living people again? What a question, right? The prophet was wise. He said, oh, sovereign Lord, I, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. I'm not going to say I don't know. I'm not going to say they can't. You're God. You can do what you do, but only you know the answer. Then he said to me, he said to me and he said to you, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. You say, man, I have to be a prophet to speak a prophetic message. No, you don't. You just got to be able to speak. How many of you in here can speak? Anybody? Can you speak? Sometimes we say negative things. Sometimes we, we confess negative. No, you can speak a prophetic word, and that is for here and now. It's for encouragement, inspiration, and edification. Right now, it can be over your situation or someone else's, and you can speak, and you can say, hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. I know this feels like it's dead, and it's over, and there's no hope, but God says, speak. Somebody say, speak. Uh-huh. You need to check what you're saying. This year, God is laying this on my heart. I believe I'm going to have a series titled, Say What? Say what? Yeah, with a question mark. Say what? And I'm going to talk about the power of your words. God's really leading me. It wasn't on the schedule for this year, but I think I'm going to add that in there. Say what? Why? Because your words, you, you can have death or life with your words. Scripture says death and life are in the power of the tongue. So listen to the word of the Lord. Let's keep going. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going how on earth? I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. Some of you need to speak over things that God has spoken to you. And you said, man, I gave up on that. It's done. I'm over it. I'm not even going to worry about that anymore. Man, I, I'm done. He says, I'm going to speak breath into you and you will live again. Only God can do that. But by the power of God and by his spirit, he's giving the prophet here power to do that. But how many of you, you know, you have the power to do that because you have the power of words. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Scripture explains scripture. He says, I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. When you see it, Oh, man, it's going to be unbelievable. And you will know that I'm the Lord. When God breathes life back into that old dead, dry thing, that whatever it was, you're going to say, man, God is really who he says he is. God is really who he says he is. This was impossible. Right now, I'm seeing God breathe some life into me in this situation, in this journey with my wife. 
this is crazy. Just God keeps providing. God keeps working things out. Things keep falling into place. And I'm like, man, and don't get me wrong. There were times we said, man, Lord, we believe, but man, help our unbelief. We believe, but help our unbelief. And here we are in whatever situation that life presents you because you will have trouble in life. You will have trouble in life. Is anybody with me still? Heard a man of God. I just heard part of his message yesterday. And he said, man, he said, can you imagine Jesus calling his disciples to the side? He said, what a pep talk. He said, man, I would have been one of the disciples on the sideline, this man of God said, talking trash, going, man, why is he telling us this? Why didn't he just give us pure victory? But see, Jesus had a clarifier and a qualifier in that statement. He said, in this world, in this life, you will have trouble, but be encouraged because I have overcome the world. That's one of my favorite things to say in Scripture. In this world, you're going to have problems. But he said, be of good cheer, be encouraged, because I have overcome the world. So he's saying here, man, say what the Lord has said. The Lord's saying, say what I'm saying, and speak in my name, and, and speak to these dry bones, and flesh, and muscle, and bone. They're coming together, and you will come back to life. And you will know that I am the Lord. I'm speaking over your lives today, prophetically, and by faith, that you will know once again that God is the Lord. Not just the God that you serve on Sundays. Not just the God you serve when what is leading worship or the guest group is leading worship. We have somebody else leading worship or when we have worship music playing or he's only God on nights of prayer once, three nights a month. Or No, he's God in your life every day, in the day-to-day, and through it all. He is God. He's God. He's God. And he wants you to remember that. So I spoke this message just as he told me. Isn't that powerful? you got to speak what God says. you got to speak what God says. He says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. You can say to a mountain, be moved and be cast into the sea, and it will happen. So I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly as I spoke, wow, while he was speaking, can you imagine? It doesn't always happen that fast, but I believe it does in the Spirit. I believe as soon as you speak, something happens in the spirit, even with quantum physics. I believe molecules are moving around. I believe things are moving around. I believe when you speak, as soon as you speak, something's happening. But this guy's in the spirit, and the Lord's with him, showing him physically. It looks physically. It looks like it's physically anyway. But as he's speaking, there was a rattling noise all what? All across the valley. Can you imagine this? The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete what? Skeletons. I don't know if Ezekiel didn't document everything he was feeling and experiencing, but I would have been screaming my head off. I don't think I would have been scared, but I would have been excited. I would have been crying. I would have been jumping up and down, going, God, do you see what's happening? And he's going, yes, I see. I just told you to speak that. I'm like, This is impossible, yeah, but it's happening. This is crazy, but it's happening. All the dry bones in the valley began to rattle. Sometimes when you speak life into a situation, there's a rattling that occurs, I believe. Things start reorienting themselves and situating. You say, that looks uncomfortable. That feels uncomfortable. I don't like that. Well, yeah, God's not done yet. God isn't done with it yet. He's not done with you yet. You say, man, I'm, I'm speaking life over my marriage. There's been parts of our marriage that has died, and there starts to be a rattling in the valley of dry bones. And you say, that's not where it should be yet. Yeah, because God's not done. The bones are coming together. It's not done yet. 
Let's move on. Then as I watched, the prophet said, muscles and flesh formed over the bones. I wish I'd been there with him. Oh, man. I wish I'd been there with him. So there's a rattling in the valley of dry bones. And then bones came together and started forming, I would imagine, thousands and thousands of skeletons, all these broken dreams and visions and lives, and just death, uncomfortable death, horrific death, no life. But as he watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones. Then skin formed to cover their what? Bodies. But they still had no breath in them. No mention of hair there, I just now noticed. No mention of hair. So maybe some of them had perfect heads and they didn't need hair, right? But <laughs> they still had no breath in them. They came all together, all right? And the, everything's together. There's muscles and flesh. And then he said to me, now speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man. Wow. Speak a prophetic message and say, this is what God says, the sovereign Lord. You're ever in a place of doubt? You're ever in a place of hopelessness? All you have to do is say, this is what God says. All you have to do is say, it looks impossible. I've come this far. It looks, I don't know how, but this is what God says. Somebody say, this is what God says. Somebody say, this is what God says. Uh-huh. It looked impossible to you. Even a year ago, even two years ago, maybe a week ago, maybe three weeks ago, it looked impossible. Speak a prophet prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath. From the four winds, breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. Wow. So what did he do? He obeyed God, and that's a big part of being fully alive and you living again is obeying God. So he spoke the message. I spoke the message as he commanded me, and breath came into their bodies. This is unbelievable here. It's crazy. Let's keep going. They all came to life and stood up on their feet. A great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. Look at what they're saying. This is for me and you this morning. They are saying we have become old dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Maybe you've said that about certain areas in your life. Man, it's just I'm just dry bones. I'm just barely making it. I'm done. I'm done. You're not done till God says you're done. You're not done until God receives you in heaven. You're not done until you breathe your last breath. And sometimes people breathe their last breath, and they're still not done. They come back to life again. So we've become old dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Oh, but he said again, have you noticed that each round here with God, God says, yeah, but speak. Yeah, but speak. Uh-huh, you see that? But speak. So keep speaking. Keep speaking over your situation. Keep speaking over your present and into your future. Keep speaking by faith. Keep speaking by faith. The more you say it, the more you believe it. The more you believe it, the more it's going to happen. The more you believe it, the more it happens, man. God's just going to start to unroll and develop miracles like a carpet in your life. Prophesy to them and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Oh, my people, I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. That is powerful. Some of you have felt exiled sometimes, huh? You ever felt like, man, I don't know that I fit into this or that. I don't know. I feel like I've been set apart and cast aside. No, the truth is you've just been set apart for God. 
You've just been set apart from God. Israel's in a unique situation here. It's because of their disobedience. They were exiled. But he's saying, look, I'm bringing you back, and you're going to rise again. I'm bringing you back, and you're going to rise again. God is on a relentless pursuit for your heart. God is always, he's in and on an active, relentless pursuit for your heart and your will. He wants your will to be turned over to him so that he can exchange his will for yours. He says, I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. Then I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Let's wait there just for a second. Historical note. This was prophesied. This was prophesied. 1948, 500, man, like 2,500, golly, 2,400 years before Israel became a nation again. Really became a nation to stay to really become a nation. They were gone. They were scattered all over the earth. Their language was dying. They only taught it in universities and at, at, at rabbinical schools. They were, they didn't even, people weren't even speaking Hebrew anymore. And God brought them back in 1948 to their nation, and they rose again against all odds. With lack of support from many nations, many people would not stand for them. Many nations would not stand for them. And the United States of America stood for them and stood with them, and they became a nation again. God used our country. Because he had told them, I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. Then I will bring you back to the land of Israel. If God did that for Israel, and that's an Old Testament promise, can he not raise you to life again and really live life again in the New Testament? You're New Testament believers. You have Jesus living within you. We're going to do a verse here in a little while. You have the Spirit of God living in you that makes you alive again. This is powerful. Let's go on to the next thing. When this happens, oh my people, you will know that I am the Lord. You will know that I am the Lord. When God brings a miracle in your life, you're going to be reminded, yeah, God is God. The one I've been praying to all this time, he's not fake, he's not a figment of my imagination. Even when I've struggled with doubt here and there, no. You're going to say God is who he said he is. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're going to say, man, Jesus, is he's the one who walked the earth. He's real. He's the healer. He's the God who hears. He's the God who is there. When this happens, oh, my people, you will know. You will know that I am the Lord. Number one today. You will go from what? Hopeless. I just put exclamation points on all of these. I want to shout all of them. You will go from hopeless to hopeful. You will go from hopeless to hopeful. Hopelessness is destructive. Talk to anybody who's ever attempted suicide and lived to tell about it. There was a guy who jumped off some famous bridge. I think he was in New York. Maybe a couple of years ago, my wife and I were watching a video about this guy. And he helps people who are on suicide watch now or who are suicide risks. But he jumped off a bridge, and he was like one out of thousands who didn't break any bones, didn't kill himself, because, you know, you get high enough in the air, and when you hit the water, it's like hitting concrete. Yeah, it breaks your body to pieces. Somehow, he hit just right or something. I don't know if the guy came to the Lord. I know God had plans for him. But he survived, and he was uninjured. And so now, part of his campaign, I don't even remember the guy's name. He was kind of a hype dude. He had survived suicide and lived to tell about it. He was so glad that he survived. But he told the world, he said, man... I was so hopeless. And he said, when people get to that point, they are without hope. It's like there's no tomorrow. There's no today, really. 
There's just my past. There's no today. And there's no future. They're hopeless. But you, man of God and woman of God, I speak to you today. As your friend and your pastor and your, your brother in the faith, you will live again and you will go from hopeless to hopeful. Hopelessness is not from God. It's destructive. But hope is a large part of being alive. Did you know every year God built this, it, he built this into his clock, his time clock and his seasonal clock. Every year to me is a sign of hope when I see flowers bloom again. When I see trees that were dead, it's like they come to life again, huh? They weren't really dead, but they look dead. They come to life again, and branches grow, and, and, and leaves come out, and, and fruit starts to come out, and flowers. You can see flowers out here blooming, and you say, man, it's God's hope. You will go from hopeless to hopeful. And I believe when you're hopeful, you can become fruitful. And we see that in nature. Nature always declares the glory of God. Scripture says, all of God's creation declares His handiwork, His ability, His wisdom. So you look out in nature and you see all the hope out there. You say, wow, there's more. There's more than just this right now. There's more. Somebody say, there's more. Uh -huh. Somebody say, there's more for me. Uh -huh. God's just getting started with you. You will go from hopeless to hopeful. Let's go to number two. You will be fully alive again. Not just alive because of your heartbeat, but you will be no longer a slave when you accept what Jesus has done for you. No longer a slave. Fully alive. You can have enjoyment again and joy and excitement and hearing from God and healthy relationships and walking in forgiveness. Full of hope and faith. Fully alive again. When those bones come back together and God has put you together again and you are fully alive again, you say, man, Wow, I see why he's made me fully alive again. I have so much I need to do. I have so much I need to do. I have so many people I need to serve and bless. I have so many people I need to be available to. It always touches my heart and reminds me when some, someone simply and humbly tells me, you know what, Pastor Matt? God's used you in my life. That message touched my heart. I needed that. Simple things like that. I don't just sit around and wait for that. I'm going to keep seeking God and keep doing what he's called me to do. But it encourages me. When someone says, man, because of you, I got hope back. Because of you, I, I, I learned to believe again, or I learned to believe for the first time, or I, I accepted Jesus because you led me, or whatever. But you can and you will. You will be fully alive again. Somebody say, I will be fully alive again. Somebody say, I will be fully alive again. Praise God. Not just a heartbeat. I never saw the whole movie. It was kind of a crazy movie. I never saw all of it. Was it The Green Mile? Didn't they used to say, dead man walking? Meaning, hey, he's walking to his death. He's on death row. He's walking to go be executed. Now, <clears throat> we need to be dead to sin and alive to Christ, not just walking around dead. Are you still with me? Okay. So let's go on to point three today. Point three is, you will know who God really is. As you come back to life again, you will know who God really is. That he is exactly who he said he is. He's a healer. He's a provider. He's a protector. He's always with us. He's a miracle worker. And I'm going to get into this next week. But man, when you're fully alive and you know God's doing something in you, even when you don't feel it, you say, man, I've got to share this with someone, don't you? 
I got to share this on Facebook, or I need to tell somebody about this. I need to tell my coworker or a stranger, man, come with me to church, or I'm praying for you. God is real. He's alive. You got to share it somehow. You will know who God really is once you've come fully alive again by faith. Let's go to Romans 8.11. Romans 8.11. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. That's powerful. Let's move on to Romans 6.11 now. Romans 6.11. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through what? Through Christ Jesus. Let's say that again, the whole verse. Let's read it together. One, two, three. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Can we do, let's do Romans 8, 11 together. Let's go back to that one if we can. On the count of three, let's read it together. One, two, three. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. Wow. So you will go from hopeless to hopeful. I speak that today. You will be fully alive again. And you will know who God really, really is. Some of you need that in your lives. You say, man, I, I believe God. I love him, but I, I need a miracle, man. I need a miracle. I need God to speak some life. And guess what? God is speaking life into you today through me. And when you leave this service, God is going to speak more life into you through you and through people around you. Be alive. Dry bones come back to life. Come back together. Grow skin and muscle and flesh. And then let breath be breathed back into those things again. Because many have said, you know what? Like the people of Israel said, said, man, Lord, we're, look at all these bones. We're dead. We're, we're without hope anymore. We have no hope. It's over. It's over. How on earth? No. Mm -mm. I say to you right now through whatever situation comes my way, and I praise God, whether I wanted to or not. I said, I know you're faithful, God. You deserve all the praise, so I'm going to praise you through this because I know who you are, and I want to get to know who you really are. Keep showing yourself as real to me, God, with these miracles and things for your glory, not for mine. Whatever God gives us, whatever prayers God answers, I want to be able to say, God, this is because of who you really are, and I want people to see who you really are. I want my life, and I want your lives to preach the message and the gospel of Jesus. I want you to go and tell. But many times you don't have to say anything because people are watching your lives, and they're saying, man, their God is real. Their God is who he said he is. I want that to be in your lives and in mine as well. In faith, let's stand to our feet tonight and bow our head or this morning. Let's stand to our feet, bow our heads, and close our eyes. Is there anyone in this house at the sound of my voice right now? God's Spirit is moving all over this place. He's been working in your heart. He's been touching you through worship. He's touched you through the words from His Word. Is there anybody in this house who says, Pastor Matt, I need to accept Jesus. I need to make him the Lord of my life. When I die, I want to go be with Jesus in heaven. I'm not going to go to hell. I will not reject what Jesus has done for me on the cross. If there's anybody in here who says, I've never accepted Jesus. I've never made him the Lord of my life. I've never gotten right with God. Would you raise your hand and we'll pray with you today. 
We'll pray. Thank you. Let's all pray right now. Let's agree. Everybody repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe in the sacrifice that Jesus made for me. I believe that Jesus is the only way. I believe he died and rose again for me. I believe and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. He is making everything right, even through all the trials. He's giving me peace in the storm. Peace, satisfaction, even as I tell the storm, be still in Jesus' name. Somebody say this. Say, Lord, I know that peace does not mean perfect circumstances. It means I trust in you, and I believe, and I'm satisfied, and I'm walking in faith, even when things seem to be falling apart. I trust you, God, and I believe. Thank you for coming into my life. In Jesus' name. Right where you are now. I know there's somebody in here. I know. I don't have to be a prophet. I don't have to be prophetic to know this. I know this message was for somebody today. Somebody in here. So here's what I'd like you to do. If that message was for you today or it moved you in some way, some way to get back to God, to hear from God, to just by faith be alive again, to start doing what God has called you to do again, to start doing the things that used to really give you excitement for God again. If that moved you and it moved and touched you in your heart this morning, come to this altar. I want to pray for you and I want to pray with you. Come on up. I know there's more than one person. Come on up. That's all I'll say because I know God moved in some hearts this morning. He was moving in mine for you. Praise God. Praise God. Something special going on in your lives. Something special going on in your lives. You know exactly. <clears throat> you know exactly what you need from God. In some areas. But sometimes, generally speaking, we don't know exactly what we need. You say, man, I need this. I need this to be resolved. I need that. I need to this, that, and the other. But you know what? Here you are this morning, and we agree today because God is bringing you back to life. He's bringing those things in your lives back to life again, whatever those things are, a relationship or a, a dream or hope or something he spoke to you or an old prayer that you let die. You said, man, I can't wait anymore. And you knew it was God's will to pray that. It just hasn't happened yet. Well, that's coming back to life today. I speak it and I declare it. Everybody in the house, at the altar and in your seats, raise your hands today. A hand or two hands. God is bringing you back to life. You will live again. All of your hopes and dreams and visions and promises from God you will live again. You will live again. More than just a heartbeat. You are alive in Christ and dead to sin. Thank you, Father. We are alive again. We're alive to Christ Jesus right now. I declare right now. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for those that have come up 
and everybody in this house that was here today to hear the word that you gave me, God. Not my words, but your words out of your word. And God, I thank you today that folks have responded. They've responded in their hearts. They've responded with their wills. And Lord God, I know that you're doing something different and new and fresh. You said it, Lord. You spoke it in the Old Testament. You said, I will do a new thing. You promised springs and rivers in the desert. Things that are new and different and seemingly impossible. God, you're doing those things in our life today. And I declare them over this house right now. Some of you have said, but God, how? That's not up to you. That's up to him. He can do it. He can figure it out. You leave him the how. All you got to do is believe. That's your only job. Just believe and you will live again. You will live again. You will hope again. I don't know who this is for. I feel like there's somebody in this house who has said, God, I've, I've had a hard time even being touched in your presence. I love you, Lord, and I, I speak your praises and stuff, but I want you to move in my heart again. I want to cry in your presence. I want to feel your presence. I want to see your mighty hand of power. I want to see your miracles, God. God is softening your heart again. I don't know who that's for today. God is softening your heart again. I believe there's more than one of you. There may be ten of you. I'd, I'd say, I believe by, by the Spirit of God, there are at least five of you. You say, I want to feel God's presence again. I want to I hear His voice again. Everybody, everybody's head bowed and eye closed real quick. I wasn't going to do this, but I feel led to pray for you specifically. If that word relates to you, raise your hand real quick. You say, man, I want to be close to God again like I was. I want to hear Him. Wow, thank you, Jesus, just like you said, and more. Thank you. God is doing it right now. He's moving in your hearts right now. Scripture says He promised us to replace the stony heart with a heart of flesh. That's for you. That's for me. We believe today, God. Give us hearts of flesh again to feel your presence. I know it's not just based on feelings, God, but you gave us our feelings. And we want to hear from you. We want to hope in you. We want to feel you, God. We want to hear you when you speak. And I thank you, Father. I believe there miracles taking place in people's bodies today there are miracles taking place in people's bodies today infections are dying earaches are disappearing eye problems are going away right now by the power of god in jesus name a sovereign move of the spirit pain in your feet right foot healed in jesus name i believe that right now knees healed lower back healed in jesus name lung issues healed Circulation problems healed by the power of God. Right now, we believe. We thank you, Lord. And we trust you, God. Just a moment longer in his presence. We bless your name. We bless your name, holy God. We thank you today because you are faithful and you are good and you are mighty, Lord God. We worship you today. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. There is none like you. We believe. And we trust in you, God. We trust all of our hope and all of our faith is in you, God. And we thank you, Lord. 